live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. It's a Thursday. Cofield and Company on the road. Silver 7's is the site. John Von Tobel is here. Happy hour has begun, 277. On the drinks, beers, margaritas, shots. We're at the Bud Light Lounge. You can hang out down here or on the north side of the property. Silver and gold right in front of the William Hill Race and Sportsbook as we have uh, NBA and hockey on the way, track and baseball. John, what's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm actually watching highlights on Twitter of Angleton Simmons, uh, he, who pitched earlier today because the Reds blew out the Cubs 20-5. Uh, he's got a he's got a forty five mile an hour curveball. Is that, that working? Kyle Farmer whiffed on earlier <laughs> oh, no. today. Yeah, did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, guys love to freaking swing out of their shoes, right? When they get the chance. And what uh, Cardinals got some home runs the other day. Of course, your guy Rendon last yeah. week hit a lefty home run. So it's an epidemic now in baseball. This is, I guess, is this the analytics that you guys love so much that you put position players out there to just uh, waste the fans' time? Yeah. When, when it's 18-1. Uh, to 1. Save some arms. Let's go. Is it that is, analytics or is that common sense? It is kind of smart. Right. Why would I blow a bullpen and, arm that I need tomorrow when I can throw Anderson Simmons out and there? And, frankly, most fans are not going to be there in the ninth inning, 18-1. to 1. Correct. Well, and it's if also a Reds game, so you already smart. have that factor. You already had a limited group to begin with. <laughs> right. All right, let's do it. It's the three on Cofield and Company. John, I'm scared. These are scary times. I'm very afraid. Very afraid. I thought I saw a hacked Twitter account the other day. Uh, you know I'm a Tucker Carlson devotee, so I was uh, reading all of uh, Tuck stuff. And his bio was a little bit different than I expected, or I had read before. Um, is there some sort of issue on the Twitter machine with hacking? Because I'm an active tweeter. You're also old, which is... That's, a, my, that's my bigger fear. Which is a common denominator yeah, here. Yeah. So, um, so the other yesterday, I get a DM... And it's Tim Brando. For those who don't know, if like Fox Sports, uh, you know, Fox Sports play-by-play voice Tim Brando, and he DMs me and he says, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" And so we've had Tim Brando on before. What? He, doesn't, he doesn't follow me, but like <laughs> we've had Tim Brando on before. I've spoken to him before. God, I wish he would DM me. Blocked me. Right. That was, uh, that was he blocked me, and then we still kept having him on the show. <laughs> That's awesome. It was weird that way. Um, so you know, I'm like, all right. So I ask him, I'm like, what do you need, sir? And I get this response back. You answer. A second. Like in Why a second. Why did you answer? I get, well, we get just on the off chance. Like I said, he's been on the network a lot yeah. at VSIN. We've had him on multiple times. Humans loves him. So I was like, maybe it was like, he needs a clip of an interview or something like that. Right? So I was like, all right, yeah, yeah I'll respond. He responds back with, we need to stop these predators from taking advantage of our children. Click this link to join the fight with me. And I was like, all right. Well, I mean, that does. I understand that, what's that, happening That could here. be Tim Brando. It, it wasn't. And here's the thing. Even if it was Tim Brando, I'm not clicking a link that you're sending me on social media. I'm not doing it. I am not doing it, especially in DMs. And sure enough, what happens, 20 minutes later, I check my DMs. Tim Brando's Avi is now a uh, like a digital owl that's just pushing crypto on people. <laughs> and it nice. keeps happening. Colin Cowherd, uh, apparently he tweeted out, got hacked. I'm back now, but please don't click any DM from my account. It's not me. To which somebody responded, and this is, this is great. If you're going to be somebody who's hacking accounts, you got to think about the accounts that you're hacking because apparently Cowherd's account was sending DMs to people asking for money. Oh, wow. For their Venmos to borrow cash. Yeah. He's worth how much? Yeah. Why would I ever fall for that? 
You got to realize who you're talking to. People don't think, man. They see the message and they're like, oh my God, it's Cowherd. I got to, let me click on this. What's going on? Cute match. I'll give you 20 bucks, Colin. Fox Sports National host who's making millions of dollars. Yeah, for, there was a big hack a couple of weeks ago where there was a bunch of messages being sent out. So, Who's the uh, the gambling lady? Uh, kind of new. Anita Marks. Is she on? Uh, oh, did she get hacked? Uh, is she on uh, what's his name? Yes, show? Yeah, Daily Wager. Yeah. Kazarian Show. Yeah, she had uh, she had DM me. So, yeah. Which I thought was weird because she, too, didn't block me, but she had turned down interview requests like six times to come on ESPN Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. I was like, why is she DMing me? To I'm kidding. Maybe. I'm kidding. I knew. I knew she was hacked. Yeah. So the bottom line is, don't click links. Now, I will say, what's interesting now going forward is, so like Tim Brando sends me that link of like, you know, hey, let's stop these predators from children. To your point, what you were kind of alluding to, it does tell a lot about a person what the link is. You know what I mean? So like, like you clearly clicked on that, and I can understand if is you that thought what happened. Something so, so if you get sent something, you think they got duped by it at some point, right? Yes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I don't know if that's. I can't like confirm that, but I would assume that that is what happened. You know, I never get porn links. You might get. You might get a few more people if that's the no, case. no, no, no. Never would. No. Wait. So this also subtle. Come on now. This also inspired me to. Um, to go through my junk mail. Oh, that's a nightmare. I can't even I can't even tackle that. Can I tell you that one of the things oh that God. I found this is awesome. I need your urgent response and trust from Mrs. Nicole Apollonia. It's it's like four paragraphs. Look at this. It's yeah. Wow. But the the best part is is that I will not survive this sickness that I was diagnosed with. I have $4.5 million. All I need you to do is donate it to the orphanages in your home country and use 50% for you. Just send me your bank account information. That's a great deal. Why didn't you do that? But it, The sad thing is, it works. It amazes me. They wouldn't me. keep doing it if it didn't work. But it, it does amaze me. Like There's all these like like scams and you know there's, there's a big one in the news, right? I'm amazed what people fall for. At the end of the day, I'm amazed what people fall for. And, and they do. I mean, part of it could be like the growing ADHD with all of us, where we're just going a thousand miles an hour, and you don't, you just, you don't think. Oh, I think people don't critically think. Like, <laughs> why, why am I getting this? This makes no sense. So, lesson so, to anybody out there: don't click a link I send you. Speaking of making no sense, and we're going to hit this multiple times during the show. John kind of called this in a conversation he wanted to have at the end of April, and I save everything. Uh, you had brought up the fact that there was an NBA player or a former NBA player who was mad about awards and who's qualified to vote for awards. And then uh, the last couple of days, we find out some of the voting for awards by both Jalen Rose and Kendrick Perkins, and they're both being laughed at. And actually, they're being freaking screamed at by coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I remember your point in the notes, and we never got to it at the time, but your point in the notes is, you know, we embrace athletes and the jockocracy. Not all are created equal. And just because you played the game doesn't mean that you actually put in the work that should be put in on these awards. Now, if you're listening right now, you're like, who cares? They're just awards. I, I didn't. They, they actually mean something in the NBA. Yeah. To make it to be qualified for a Supermax, not only do you have to play a certain amount of years, you have to fit one of three criteria. Win an MVP, which is voted on. Make an all-NBA team, which is voted on, wow. or win a defensive player of the year, which is voted on. So Jalen Rose put Kyrie Irving all-NBA, the same Kyrie Irving who barely played this year. 29 games. So is this him not paying attention 
Or is he actually trying to game the system for Kyrie Irving? Like, no. is this a vote of support to help him give him a little boost in future dealings for contracts? Uh, no, because I would have to double check. But once you're, you're like, once you get your supermax, which Kyrie has gotten, right. like, it's not going to be. It's for that first supermax contract that you're going to get. So, like, it was a big deal right this year for Trey Young. If Trey Young didn't make an All NBA team, he was not going to qualify for a supermax. Wow, and, and that's what matters. That is, that is absurd. Yeah. And it matters because, like, with a Jalen Rose type, it ultimately didn't work out, right? But what if Jalen Rose keeping off Trey Young and putting on a Kyrie Irving or giving Kyrie Irving a vote is what keeps a Trey Young off of winning All NBA, thus not qualifying for a Supermax? I played the game. All right, bro. If you think a guy who played 29 games is All NBA, seriously, that's a weird one. Well, weird scene down at Raiders headquarters today. And we'll get to some of the sound bites, which the uh, vast sound crew did a good job of turning around pretty quickly, led by Ari. Uh, Josh McDaniel spoke. Some players spoke. Um, the The setting going in was interesting because if it were a couple of days ago, I think a lot of the media people were all teed up to ask about Dan Ventrelli being fired as president. New York Times coming out saying, hey, there's a lot of problems uh, with the organization, uh, workplace issues. That's what Ventrelli claimed um then Kaepernick is brought in for a workout Mm. right now before we get to what the Raiders said about the Kaepernick workout I just we want to get everyone's take on the show what they think this is and what they think Kaepernick could be if he's genuinely being looked at as a quarterback option for the Raiders I think they're legitimately looking at him I don't know where people are coming up with. They're already set at backup quarterback. Okay, they're they're Ooh. not set at backup quarterback now. If you believe that Colin Kaepernick will only go somewhere to be the starter, you can believe that he was on a podcast two weeks ago and he said, "I know I have to come in as a backup to work my way back into the league." So, from a football standpoint, can you buy that Kaepernick is trying out for the Raiders, working out for the Raiders to get a look at? for the number two quarterback position. Absolutely. Especially when there's there's ties on this staff going back to his days for in San Francisco when he was a starting quarterback there. There are people who are on this staff who watched him very closely when he was at the peak of his powers. So it makes sense. And again, like when you're at this part of the offseason where you just kind of want to get bodies in a room and see how they work and see if you can get strike go you know, strike a strike a home run, you know, strike oil, I guess to we'll put it that way. Um, at this point of the offseason it makes sense to just bring in guys and see what they've got. You don't have to commit a whole bunch to him. And if he's willing, which he has said he is, to work his way and do whatever, then it, like imagine if he is 80% of the same guy that he was. And that's your backup quarterback, potentially. It would behoove a team to bring him in, work him out, and see what he has. Makes too much sense. It does? <laughs> I mean, I, it does. For me, everyone else is coming up with ulterior motives. It, but it's, There's got to be something behind this. Like It's just beyond belief that Kaepernick, after five years away, could be a backup quarterback in the NFL. It's, but, it, but it's dumb. Like, if you look at – I'm sorry, but if you think that Colin Kaepernick should not be one of 64 to 70, however many quarterbacks, right, you know, the varying depth charts that they have in the National Football League, you've been watching the NFL. Because when these quarterbacks get hurt and how bad the quarterback play is in the league, when there's not starters out there on the field during the regular season, is atrocious. So it would make all the sense in the world to see in today's evolving NFL where quarterbacks with the ability to have – to throw down the field, all of these things are very important. 
yeah, I want to see if this guy's got something. Because when he was here in the league, he was among some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Up next, let's hear from Josh McDaniels on Kaepernick being brought in for the workout and lots of other Raiders topics to get into. This was the first real media availability of the offseason since the draft. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. I'd like to first start by extending our condolences and sympathies to the families of the school shooting in Texas uh, that lost, obviously, a lot of innocent lives. I know there's a lot of us here that that have kids and uh, that hit home pretty hard, and uh, a lot of our guys and coaches and people in our organization have been talking a lot about that, praying for them and their families, and obviously anybody that was affected by that. Now, back to the William book inside silver sevens with cofield and company so that was josh mcdaniels today opening things up media availability otas are three four days into things mcdaniels of course the new coach of the raiders a lot of new faces it was interesting uh, denzel perriman came in after mcdaniels spoke and he must have said 15 times lots of new faces new faces lots of new faces <laughs> So, and they have. They've overhauled the, the uh, mm-hmm. organization in a lot of ways. Now, Paramount was saying, you know, he just wants to make sure he makes the, the 53-man roster. I think he's safe. You mean the guy listed right now as the starting weak side linebacker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might have a shot on the, making the roster, huh? And, they, you know, they, that's one of the positions where they may have brought in some competition, but there's no surefire starters to supplant him. So, nice message there from McDaniels, who hadn't had a chance to talk to the media about the school shooting in Texas. So the press conference opens, and, and right away people are like, hey, let's let's find out what's going on here with Kaepernick. How'd the workout go? What do you have to say, Josh? Like I said, we brought in tons of people for workouts, and if there's an opportunity to improve the team, you know, we said it from day one that we would look at every opportunity, and, you know, he's not the first player that we looked at, not the, not the last one. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and out of this building and have an opportunity to make an impression. And uh, like I said, the evaluations we make are, are kind of private for us. And, you know, if we make a decision to add somebody to the team, then, uh, then we'll do it. Do you hate that answer? No. It makes a lot of sense. If Josh McDaniels, if somebody told Josh McDaniels, hey, you might want to check out this Von Tobel guy, you know what he'd probably do? If he thought that there was something there, he'd bring him in for a workout. Me. We like this guy sucks, but there's no harm in bringing a guy in and seeing what they got. Like, there's no harm. It makes a lot of sense. Good coaches do this. Good teams do this. How many stories do we know of guys who get workouts, get chances, catch onto a roster, and have been packs on games? It's what you're supposed to do. No stone unturned, Steve. People ran with it. Oh boy. Does that happen nowadays? Right. You mean there can't be nuance to a to a conversation or to a situation? It just, it's just got to be one thing and one thing only, huh? Well, does it make sense to most people that he's not going to get into the entire Kaepernick story over the last five years if he's not officially part of the organization? Or, hey, you're dipping your toe in, you know, Cap Lake. No one has been willing to do that. Give us some reasons. He was did. that enough of a reason? Yeah, he did give we you a take reason. a look at lots of people. Right. He did give you a reason. Well, a guy who was um, like who looked like like when he was running down the field against Green Bay in that playoff game, did not one of us think that this dude was going to terrorize the National Football League for like ever? He was really he was really good at his job. 
And if there's a chance on your quarterback roster among Nick Mullins, Jared Stidham, and Chase Garbers, then you want to add another body to potentially back up Derek Carr. And, and by the way, among those two, I mean, Mullins is, I guess, a fine athlete. How many times did Mariota impact games in some of those packages? He did here and there, not as right. much as they wanted him to because he couldn't stay healthy. But, but, but if, still. if the idea is, and I know that was the old regime with the Mariota package, Josh McDaniels has worked with mobile quarterbacks before. I mean, the fact that they brought in Cam Newton, who's got some limitations at an older age, I thought that was interesting. Yep. And, so, Because so, a lot of people will look at the way Carr plays and go, well, the backup, that would be so much different if Kaepernick were the backup. If he can be used in some packages here and there, if he can still run anywhere near mm-hmm. and be the threat with his, you know with his feet that he was, then he'd be a viable option. Right. And by the way, it wouldn't be the only quarterback situation that has stark contrast between the starter and the and, and the backup. Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Does anybody know who his backup is? It's Trevor Simeon. I think those are two different types of quarterbacks. Classic option quarterback. Right. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Lots of RPOs. Right. Not really. Uh, not a lot of movement there. So one of the follow-ups on Kaepernick with McDaniels was, hey, did you at least run this by Derek Carr that you're bringing in Kaepernick for a workout? I think Derek's pretty comfortable with where he's at. I think he knows who he is for us. I know he knows how I feel about him, how we feel about him. And, um, you know, I don't. You know, I don't think that's really a big thing to Derek at this point. I think he knows this is his football team and, um, you know, and, and he's working like it on the field and he's leading the way that we want him to lead and he's doing all the right things. I couldn't ask more from, from Derek Carr and very pleased with what he's doing so far. So I think you can see in answers that McDaniels has been schooled under Belichick. Yes. He's not a butthole like Belichick is who kind of gets off now. Not yet. Um, I I think the only way that happens is, you know, if you have Belichick equity. Mm-hmm. You have to win at a super high level. And McDaniels is starting from rock bottom. He has no equity. One, it's a new organization. Two, you could actually say he's got negative equity with some people because the Broncos thing didn't go well. So he's going to be smart enough to think about what he's got to answer, how he's going to answer it. And, I mean, the, hey, did you run up by car? I actually think it's a legit question. Not from the – and the way McDaniels answered is kind of, you know, it's kind of silly – um, not from the, hey, is Derek threatened? You just signed him to an extension that guarantees him $35 million. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is the number one quarterback. No one is going to come in and supplant him. But guess who's going to have to speak on Kaepernick if he is signed and speak about it often? Derek Carr, just like he did last year as a rep for the organization when everything went to hell. Yeah. So, yeah, fine. I would run up by him. Go, hey, just I, – I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, oh, you don't want him? Okay, we're not going to bring him in. It, it's just, hey, just know people may reach out to you. And eventually when you speak to the media, because Derek Carr didn't speak today, which I thought was very strategic as well, because you know he would have been answering questions about Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. So they just, hey, we really don't want to talk about it. McDaniel's going to answer a couple of questions, explain. He's not on the team. We don't talk a whole lot about guys who are not on the team. And, Derek, you know, we're giving you time away from everyone because they're going to ask you to. Mm -hmm. No, it makes sense. And to your point about um, McDaniel's, that's what I was going to bring up was – Look, this is a guy who was probably, I, I would assume, um, pretty humbled about what happened in Denver and wants to get off on the right foot in a new situation. And also, I mean, think about this, too. Um, remember, he left the Colts at the altar, too, with that head coaching position. 
So you're talking about negative equity. That, huh? could, that could potentially be the case. You're probably going to walk a pretty fine line in terms of how you're handling stuff that's not specifically football related. That a lot of people this. are a lot of people are watching them. Yeah, because there's a lot of doubters. There are still a lot of people who are like, "Why the Raiders do this?" What? He failed once. The Colts thing was weird. The Belichick tree generally has been underwhelming. Why is he here? And the Raiders are an intriguing team. They went to get Devontae Adams. They were a playoff team last year. They're in a, they're a team in a division that everybody is going to be watching. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of focus on this team right now. Yeah, like I said, there were people who were annoyed with McDaniel's today about the way he answered the question, and there weren't many more questions. So um, I'll I'll get into that too. There was a whole concern yesterday, like he's being used as a shield. He's a big distraction. Well, no one asked him. No one asked him any questions about it. So how was how was the Kaepernick thing a big a big distraction to you know keep from the real issues? Which, by the way, no one asked about the real issues either. Right. Right. Well, and I, I just the thing with Kaepernick is like, what is the distraction? You're asking questions about him. Okay, you move on. If he gets added to the roster, he gets added to the roster, and that's that. I mean, things that he has done in the past in terms of his, you know, his activism, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it has spread like wildfire. We have seen other athletes, all these things. Do. I mean, not that his message is old hat, but like what he did was old hat. We are now like. We know that this is a thing now. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, yeah. it's not that much of a distraction, at least personally. We'll, we'll get into, because that's what you and I think. Right. But when you read reactions still on social media. It is incredible. It, people are still worked up about Colin Kaepernick. So people started getting a little wacky yesterday. We'll roll by the, uh, the answer of McDaniels. I don't mean roll by. We're going to run it by Xavier Pope in just a little bit. Uh, we'll get into Kaepernick potentially getting a chance back in the NFL. But up next, the controversy. It's not the biggest deal, but my Lord, it's this great debate between who should be voting for awards in the NBA. Is it former players? Is it media? Who's really qualified? Sign up for an A-Play card and unlock some great food specials at the Sterling Spoon Cafe at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. I need to fall on the sword because I'm the lone person that voted Kyrie over in third team All-NBA. What? Yeah, I'm the lone person to do that. Now, I get mesmerized by his talent, but it was a mistake to put him on third team. And I'm glad that didn't cost Trey Young his spot who deserved it more. So I'm going to own that. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Jalen Rose admitting that he voted for Kyrie Irving, All-NBA. So, John, this is a can of worms you want to open up and kind of throw all over the place. Yes. You are definitely into the debate of who should be voting for these awards. I'm trying to think. A couple of years ago, um, I thought it was a couple of female reporters, which I think was clear why people were going after them. Do you remember? There were a couple of female reporters who voted for certain things in the NBA, and that's when this outrage started. Yeah, well, I think if you're referring to Maria Taylor forgetting to put Anthony Davis on her, it was all defense or all NBA ballot or something like that. Um, but she just she just forgot to put him on. Came out and said that she forgot to put him on, um, and she got a lot of flack for it. And I think rightfully so. Like you can't forget to put on a guy who deserved to be in that position, not on your ballot. Now, I think there's a difference between what happened with Maria Taylor, which was clearly an oversight. Sometimes it happens, but um, as opposed to what Jalen Rose did or what Kendra Perkins did, which is 
act like you know everything. Tell us that you know everything. Not act. Tell us that you're the guy. You know everything. And in some instances, say that athletes know better than media members and these nerds with these numbers, and then come out with ballots and votes that make no sense whatsoever and that show that, sorry, frankly, you don't watch. And I think it goes back to, you like... Know, the, the other thing, you can't really have it both ways. If you're going to have a bit with Shaq and especially Barkley, mm-hmm. and, you know, that Barkley doesn't know most of the rosters and most of the players, but then he's like, but I know basketball. Like, it's one way or the other, man. Mm-hmm. Are you the goof who doesn't pay attention or the one who wants the responsibility because you're qualified to vote for awards? And I, I have no idea if Barkley's a voter for these awards. But I, you hear that from players where, like, are you taking it seriously or not? Right. And that's like, especially when it comes to, like, a guy like a Kendrick Perkins. A Kendrick Perkins whose whole bit is put out take on Twitter. What does he sign off everything with? He puts, like, he puts something on Twitter. Like, he signs off every tweet with it. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's the bottom line. I don't think that's what it is. But it's Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> right. I don't think he stole Stephen A. Smith's line. But, but like, it, you know, and that's what, uh, but that's what it is. But, like, and, and so I think there's a lot of layers to this. The first one is, like you said, it's like this war. We saw this with the Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, MVP thing. It was, these people should not be voting. They don't know what they're watching. Jokic doesn't deserve it. Embiid should have gotten it. And then players in media coming out and saying, I would have done a better job. Well, your ballots get released. And it's really clear, once the conversation goes past just who's the best player, you don't know what you're talking about. What are the issues with? So I think like give me some examples. Was there some defensive players? Well, what's the issue with? So the first is, of course, um, Jalen Rose putting on Kyrie Irving on the third team All NBA shouldn't be there. Only played twenty nine games. That's a massive problem. When it comes to a guy like Kendrick Perkins, when you're talking about some of these uh, All NBA uh, these rookie teams, right? This is a problem because these rookies again they deserve these awards. But when you're putting on guys like, for example, uh, Alvarado and Murphy, two Pelicans players, but you leave off a kid like Herb Jones who made all defense and who is arguably one of the best defenders in the NBA this year and you don't even put him on your ballot for best rookies? That's that's a problem. You're not watching. You don't know who Herb Jones is, one of arguably the best defenders in the NBA as a rookie right now. That's a problem. You don't watch enough. When you say your all defense is Kevin Durant Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso, but you leave off Drew Holiday, Draymond Green, who, Whoa, here we go. who would have won the award here if he was fully go. healthy, here we go. and Rudy Gobert, arguably one of the most impactful defensive players in the NBA. Not, and that's, again, Steve, it's not uh, second team. or It's not even on the ballot. You're out. That's a problem. That's a problem. When one of your rookies is Austin Reeves, you know who Austin Reeves is? I don't think a lot of people do. For the Los Angeles Lakers, that's one of your all-rookie selections when he was barely an impact guy for them? Like, to me, that's a problem. But for me, it's not even that. It's it's the thing we're talking about with, with the Max, but it's also you can't, I guess to use your phrase, no, it wouldn't work there. You can't just play the role of I know everything and then come out with stuff like this. You need to watch, and you don't, and that's a problem. And there's no problem with criticizing them. And if they can't take the criticism, then they can't vote for these awards yes right i mean nothing nothing's a given it's an opinion but we're gonna have debates about this and you know if you want to shut down other people and say hey their opinion's not valid then you get crushed when you put you know stupid stuff out there like you know austin reeves is all rookie right one of the best rookie players in in one of the deepest rookie classes we've seen in a year 
and you put on a guy like Austin, uh, Austin Reeves and you leave off a dude like Herb Jones. Like, that's unacceptable. It's flatly unacceptable because that's a, that's a well-known commodity in a guy like Herb Jones. So to me, that's part of the problem. We can get into the rules of everything and how the NBA has this set up in terms of their supermaxes and whatnot. I think that's a whole other conversation. And, and this isn't me because you know me. Cover the NBA for VEASAN. I like the league and everything like that. This isn't like a, I would do better. I think I would. But there's also there's a lot of media members that I really enjoy their work. And they do a lot of hard work. And they rewatch film. And they break down numbers. And it's insulting to people like them to come out and say, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a nerd. Trying to discredit everything that they say. And then you're blinded because you think you played the game. And by the way, I'll bet you some of these people were like, oh, crap, my ballots do today, huh? Let me, let me, let me, let me look throw up it, some guys real quick. Throw it together at the last yep, minute. And send it in. I just, it's insulting to a lot of really smart people when you have these conversations and then come back a couple after the MVP thing and put together work like this. Giveaway time. We've got a big show coming up here in town on Saturday, 8 o'clock start. Last second chance to get tickets. You can grab your own at AXS.com. It's the Eagles Hotel California Tour, 364-1100. Caller 7, the Eagles. We've got the tickets, 364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor Xavier Pope is live on Cofield and Company. Very angry. Steve Kerr. It's Cofield and Company. Kerr, pregame. Before what I think was a distracted Warriors team that night. Stop. You don't think so? No, and I, I think it's kind of insulting to assume, like to say something like that. Explain. I think we were all distracted. I think that's something that affects everybody. I, I also think that there's a lot of numbers to point to the fact that the Mavericks were getting unlucky with their three-point shooting and whatnot, and I think everything kind of righted the ship for Dallas. Well, I don't think everyone handles something like that the same way, but we could have that debate another day. Uh, Xavier Pope is with us out of Chicago, helps us out on Thursdays, legal analyst, cultural contributor to ESPN Las Vegas. Xavier. What's up, Steve? John? What's up, buddy? What do you think of what Steve Kerr did the other day? Stand up, coach. Knowing that sports exist into the wider context of society, and if you look at some of the major social movements that have happened in this country Frankly, it's a lot of them have started on the field. The Jackie Robinsons of the world, the Hank Aarons of the world, the Muhammad Ali's of the world, the Colin Kaepernick's. The, the, if you get to coaches, you could talk about uh, Coach Pop and now Steve Kerr. And he needed to be able to share his righteous anger at a time that was bigger than the game that just happened to be taking place in Texas. To not bring that up would have been completely... Uh, a blind spot for him and anyone else and kudos to Steve Kerr sharing his righteous anger and many people applauded him for it and I'm glad he spoke up. JBT just called me out for saying that I thought the Warriors might have been a bit distracted. I mean, this is the playoffs. Uh, 
there are teams that are in, you can't you can't win every single game that you play. Uh, the, the Warriors are still up three one in the series. They lost a game, uh, basically a game four, um, where you had a lot of different guys shooting from deep. You know, you get the home bounce. Uh, those players won't shoot like that in game five. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a mulligan for the team. Um, and um, I mean, even then in that game, the Warriors had their bench almost come back in that game, get the lead down to eight before a Luka drive that broke down the zone that took them over to, to overwinning that game. So if anything, that kind of deflated the Mavs and put them in a position to lose in game five. And real quick, Steve, maybe insulting is not the right term to use when it comes to that. Um, but I also think if we're going to play that game, I would think the team from Texas might be the more distracted team. I mean, possibly. It, it, like you said, um, well, you said everyone's affected by it. Not, I, I don't know that everyone is affected by it. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll ask you guys. This is all serious stuff. Xavier, uh, you have kids. I don't. So I think yeah. they're, you know, parents, you know, the way I feel about this might be a little different than parents. So how, do you, how did you feel, you know, the next couple of days after what happened in Texas, you know, sending kids off to school? Yeah, it, well, my son's school, he's 13, announced a couple of drills before the end of the week. This shouldn't be normal. Um, I hugged my kids a little bit tighter, told them that I loved them, made sure they told me they told me they loved me back. Um, and it just is devastating to lose a child. Um, I have a friend, Kimberly Archie, that lost a child, and it, it still affects her to this day, in which it should. Um, we shouldn't have normalized kids being killed in schools because we won't do anything about the gun problem in this country, a unique problem of this country. Um, we have to be able to root it out and be able to do something about it instead of just talking in circles and fighting over politics. This is this is bigger than politics. This is about the lives of our children, especially the lives of my children. I don't know what I would do if I lost one of my kids. I love them to pieces. They are a piece of my flesh and blood. And um, we should we should all be angry, but we should be more than just angry. We should be um, take action to be able to do something about this issue. Yeah, I'm, uh, I echo everything Xavier's saying. I'm actually getting I, I can't think about that. Like Xavier, I got two kids, too. How old are your kids? So uh, they're not even they're not school age yet, right? No. Uh, Diego just started preschool a couple of a couple of months ago. Uh, and um, Dimitri is about six months old in a couple of weeks. And Xavier, you know, I wanted to ask you because, you know, as a father, it really shook me up, as you can hear. But for you, Xavier, as a black man, to not only watch what happened as a father, but also what happened in Buffalo, like for you, it's got to feel like a different sort of, I don't know, like sickness, dangerous to, to feel not only your kids safe because they go to school, but because also of the color of their skin. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I talked about this on last week's Suit Up News about the fact that there were elderly black people that were killed um, and and knowing that they were and then you have children killed the next week. These are some of the most defenseless people in our society, our most vulnerable people in our society, our elderly and our children. And so it's disgusting that people want to snuff out their life, particularly for the, the nature of race. And particularly if we have uh, a part of this country's politics that's refusing to act on domestic terrorism places to be able to basically focus on how we can root this out so we don't have any more of this happening. We have a certain politics in this country that doesn't care about making the country safer, better, more equitable. All they care about is their own power and lust for power. And this is what Kerr addressed. 
And I think that that's something that we can't be uh, both sides or milk toasty about this issue. We have to be able to name what has happened to be able to make change in policy uh, uh, reform in this country. And we have to care about one another. I mean, we had a million people die in a pandemic. We shouldn't be coming out of the pandemic with more people dying just because people are exposing their trauma and all the different policies they've been having online and getting and bringing that what's online into the real world. Xavier Pope, up on Cofield and Company, lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor right here on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, give me your reaction to Jackie Gate. I think we're almost past it now, but uh, there's an impact to Josh Donaldson and uh, what he thought was joking with Tim Anderson. Josh Donaldson didn't think he was joking. Uh, he, 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 was, he was being a jackass, and he didn't think he would be – any repercussions would come of it, um, use it, and with uh, Tim Anderson. Here's the thing. You don't have an inside – he claimed it was an inside joke. It's no such thing as an inside joke when you're insulting someone. I, I can't – can you think of someone you don't like and it's an inside joke? No, that's an outside joke. <laughs> that's, that's the nature of being – uh, offensive to someone else is that someone you don't have a real connection with in saying something to, that offends them. I think John, Josh Donaldson, he was a he was a coward, not owning up for his actions. I think Tim Anderson um, responded appropriate. His manager stuck up for him. We know that Tony Russo has own issues, but the Chicago White Sox just put up a billboard um, here today that says we need more of Tim Andersons, and now it's a great gesture of the of the baseball team. Uh, the guys on WFAN, when they were sorting this out at the very beginning, uh, Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney, um, didn't believe that it was racist. And, uh, you know, Tiki spoke up, explained his side of things. Josh Donaldson trying to get under Tim Anderson's skin. And so when we start throwing racists out there simply because it's a white guy talking about a black player, it's dangerous. And so when soon as you throw that racist bend into it, Yes, we cut that short. But anyway, um, so give me your thought on that. Tiki what about Tiki dangerous. Barber? Tiki is dangerous. Um, we don't need black people holding racist water. And that's we've seen Tiki Barber do that on several different issues. Now, I've been on Tiki and Tierney shows plenty of time and broken down legal issues with them plenty of times. And Tiki's a smart guy. But he is sitting there trying to uphold a certain way of how he's being how he's being perceived. Just because you don't want anyone to see you as a black person that that brings up issues that relate to cultural sensitivity doesn't necessarily mean that that this is not something that someone else should bring up. We have people like him and Terry Crews and many others, who, Jason Whitlock, for example. They feel the need that they have to be able to protect their pockets be able to be able to protect bigots. It's disgusting. I don't agree with anything he said, uh, and it's unfortunate he has a platform that he uses in, uses in that manner. We may be on the verge of uh, Colin Kaepernick, too, in the National Football League. The Raiders had him in yesterday for a workout. They didn't say much about the workout. In fact, uh, you know, I was down there listening to Josh McDaniels. He said, hey, he's not on the team. We're not going to talk about him right now. If we sign him, then we'll get into it more. So just your general thoughts on the Raiders working out, Colin Kaepernick. Better late than never. Um, and I think that it, we saw – I think a lot of this really comes from the fact that he – there's attention publicly to his workouts. I wish that this baby have happened sooner, more public attention to his workouts. 
Um, he figured that out um, using social media to be able to film the workouts. Then you also had um, Har Jim Harbaugh to take bring him to the University of Michigan and work out there. And that also brought attention and it, it made it more palatable for, for Colin Kaepernick to get back in the National Football League. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's been 2017 since he's played in the National Football League. Five years gone. Five years of his career that he could have played, uh, maybe helped the team win. But, I mean, this is it's better late than never. I, didn't, I never thought he'd see a football field in the National Football League ever again. But the only issue with this, Steve, is if he comes back, if he isn't the Colin Kaepernick that he was before, people are going to say, aha, this way he should have never played in the first place. It's a, it's a tough situation to be in for him. I hope it works out. There are some people who are cynical. Well, lots of people are cynical. And there's always qualifiers with Colin Kaepernick. And uh, there are some folks who believe the Raiders are actually using Kaepernick as a shield to distract from some of the allegations about a hostile work environment. What do you think? Is, uh, is Mark Davis that sinister that he would kind of use Kaepernick, not only for that, but also to kind of stick it to the NFL? You know, the rest of the league hasn't given Kaepernick a second chance. Well, you have to consider the Davis family and his, his dad. I mean, that's what – they think about the Raiders of the seven of the seventies and they had all these different castaways on their team and they were able to win with that team. Um, so that's the tradition of the loss uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders when they were in Oakland to do that. So if they want to stick it to the league, that's perfectly fine. And people feel as is cynical because what happened with, with John Gruden, that's perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick still gets an opportunity to play in the national football league. And that's the end result of it. So I'm going to ask both of you guys, uh, closing out on some NBA since we started talking NBA, uh, you tell me, Xavier, is there a reason why a lot of these games in the conference finals have been just freaking destruction? Yeah, I mean, these games have been – this is the most unentertaining conference finals that I've ever seen. Every game is a blowout. Uh, it, it, it's been just, just totally a snooze fest. I can't really gather any reason why they've not been good games. I mean – I mean, we've seen Miami roll over last night, and teams of both those teams have rolled over for each other. Now we know that Boston has sometimes been inconsistent. Jason Tatum has been up and down in his play. Jalen Brown was able to put 19 points in the second half. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in that series. I could easily see Boston blowing the last two games, um, but there's Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend over in Boston. Who knows what's going to happen there? But I also could see Jimmy Butler pulling an all-time all-world performance and pulling out, and they, they have a Game 7 in Miami. Um, did, this series definitely is over in five with the Warriors and the Mavs. I don't think that that team has enough talent to stay with stay with the Warriors. They're a deep team, and we are – and so I, I don't understand what happened, but it just really hasn't been entertaining at all. Xavier, we appreciate it. Anything cool going on this weekend? Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend. I hope to get out with the kids uh, and explore Chicago, which has taken a lot of heat lately. It's a beautiful city. The weather is great. and happy to see all the sights in my beautiful city. Latest article I have up on Crane, Chicago, talking about how beautiful the city is and how the Chicagoans are tired of being used as a right-wing talking point. Xavier, we appreciate it. Have a good holiday weekend. We'll see you. See ya. There he is, Xavier Pope. Yeah, I saw him on Twitter kind of firing back at uh, Texas jabronis who, you know, want to use Chicago as a shield. So, John, why have the games been so often so bad in the conference finals? I think three-point shot is probably a big part of it, right? You know, more three-point shooting. There's going to be a wider variance, especially if you're not shooting the ball very well. I also think that uh, when you're stacking these games up the way that you are, 
if you're a team that's down by like 15 in like the last three minutes, two minutes, you're not going to fight that much to get back in that game. He's got another game 48 hours. Silver 7's on a Thursday, 277 happy hour going down right now. Two bars you can get your drinks at. You can bet at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. Great spot. Flamingo in paradise.